truth. And that's what I decided I'm going to murder my mother. I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Fresh. Yep, good to go. Fresh. Good to go. Fresh and good to go. Uh, so G two G. Cracker open. I see you. Not so close. Not so close. God damn, it's gonna be so loud. <laughs> you were good where you had it. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by uh, a cold one and Authority Zero. Apparently, fuck yeah, dude. I've been rocking this fucking koozie for years, dude. This is our twenty twentieth anniversary. I think they're like twenty five now mm-hmm. 25 years authority zero has been like fucking rocking it if you don't listen to authority zero man mesa town baby mesa town if you don't chew big red then fuck you that's what you sounded like just now that that too yeah. that too if you don't listen to authority zero or chew big red you ain't my friend i'm glad that the singer of authority zero didn't go down the route of the singer of lost prophets because they were big bands at the same time and uh he yeah, fucked the baby. Really? So. Yeah, but th- yeah, but there's a lot of <laughs> singers of bands that didn't go down the path yeah, of the vocalist for Lost Prophets. <laughs> I'm just glad they did it. And those of you that don't know what happened to the vocalist for the Lost Prophets, he's in prison. He fucked a baby. Yeah, literal. It's. I don't want to talk about it. It was like a three month old baby. Yeah, let's not get into it. It's pretty. It's no, very, no, we're, it, it, we've we've hashed it's it. It's deserving for our show. The dude, the dude fucked a small infantile you're baby. Just, you're going dude. more in depth with it after we said let's not go in depth with it. I know that's the idea. Yeah. This is chilling truth, man. And that is true. Dudes fuck babies. But on a real note, on a very sad note, uh, speaking of bands, one of my favorite bands, Power Trip. Uh, the fuck yeah. The singer Riley Gale died two days ago. R.I.P. I don't know how. I know, it was fucking tragic. I dude. haven't heard how he died yet. Uh, he was 35, 34. dude. It wasn't natural. Yeah, unless he, he did. Something yeah, happened. Wait, okay, sorry. One year off. Yeah, but. he. Uh, I'm really, really sad about that. So I've been listening to Power Trip a lot today. Just, you know, reminiscing. It's good stuff, if man. If you don't know who Power Trip is, give them a listen. Because, yeah, listen, Power Trip's a really yeah, good hardcore Listen band. to that band. They are an, they're good on, like... They're good with like the metal side of the community. They're good with the hardcore side. Like they're right there in the middle. They're so fucking good. Yeah. And they're very outspoken. They're out of Texas, aren't they? They're from Dallas, Texas, I believe. Yeah, yeah, fucking hometown. Yeah. So, uh, listen to Power Trip. They're a really good band. They're really, uh, they're very progressive. They, uh, a lot of their, a lot of their songs are very outspoken about how, uh, how they feel. So it's, it's good stuff. Much like us here. What? We're very outspoken. What's what's crazy is you know on social media I've got friends from Michigan to the UK that like they listen to Power Trip. Dude, they're like, you know, Power they're, Trip was like far and wide yeah. like they were very influential. They're one of the sure, best so. bands of like my time, I would say. Definitely one of the better the better yeah. bands out there. But uh we do have something fun for you guys today. So uh you do you hear that? Do you hear that? That sizzling sound and then that stirring it up. I don't hear it. I don't hear it, but I but I definitely smell it. I smell that sizzling. It smells like is that pasta you know boiling? It smells like you know how you're sitting at Chili's and then you think it's your order, yeah. but but it's but no, not. No, no, this and one, that sizzling plate walks. This one's right coming by straight you. at you guys, and I'm. It's not a creepy pasta. I really wanted to do the radio play of what creepy pasta <laughs> would be, but it's creepy Reddit. But I really wanted to do that intro. I thought of it the other day, so fuck it. I wanted to do it. 
So we, I, I, I did it. So it's a creepy Reddit it's is what I'm, I'm trying to say. It's a creepy Reddit episode. It's not, not creepy pasta. Yeah, we haven't done one in a while. It's probably been you know six. It's months been a to good a minute since we've done a creepy. Yeah, it's Reddit. been a, a good yeah. while. So uh, welcome to the Chilling Truth. I am Corey. Johnny's over here uh, drinking a beer, as we heard a minute ago. Hello. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, today we got a good creepy Reddit. Uh, I've actually, uh, some of these are going to become, they're going to be like new to me because I found them on Reddit so long ago and I saved them uh, and I haven't read through them. I just like copied and pasted them into the Google Docs. So uh, we're all going to get spooked together, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to, uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, dude, I'll read the first uh, the first entry. Okay, number one. Here we go. Let's uh, sit back, relax, and prepare to be <clears throat> spooked. Make sure all your doors are closed. Close your doors. Lock them because you don't want to be too scared. All right. No. And and so, you know, I'm reading this from first person, you know. First so read. This is me. Because Johnny never reads the goddamn yeah. scripts that I send him. I, I, I never do. He's not <laughs> That's lying. a conversation for another time. I, I, well, I, I'm not a very strong reader, so thank you for outing me. I appreciate that. <laughs> you do okay. You read... You know, like, at least a few <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so, I was 15 years old at the time and out to a weekend afternoon movie with my friend. We were really early, so we decided to take a look around uh, a nearby store, a toy store, to be exact, to kill some time before the previews began. I was strolling abs- absentmindedly down an aisle by myself, looking at toys. I, I felt far too old for when I heard an odd whistle. If you've ever heard the iPhone notification chime when you have an idea of the sound I heard. Yeah, that was it. I thought nothing of it. Maybe it was someone's phone and moved through the aisles, eventually meeting back up with my friend. We walked around a bit more, talking and laughing, and I heard that whistle once again. Being preoccupied with my conversation more than anything, I still didn't pay it any mind. On our way out of the store, I heard the whistle for a third time, but much closer. Practically right over my shoulder, and I whipped around mid-sentence. A man stood there, grinning from ear to ear in a strangely sinister way. The smile didn't fully reach his eyes. He was a bit on the small side, scraggly with long hair tied back in a low ponytail. He had on a tattered black t-shirt, which hung loosely off of his thin frame, and a bulging black drawstring backpack. Hi, he said, stretching his lips even wider around his contrastingly bright white teeth. As a teenage girl, I was no stranger to the attention of older men, but something about his persona and approach set me on edge. Still, I was taught to be polite. Hi. I responded tentatively, taking a step backwards and away from his intense stare. I've noticed you around the store and I thought I could get your opinion on something. He unfurls a crumpled, stained copy of the toy store's weekly ad and pointedly stabs at the Barbie doll selection with his index finger. See, I'm looking for the perfect doll for my niece and I just have no idea which one to pick. What do you think? He looks up and smiles, but his eyes are dark, pools of nothingness, devoid of any real interest. This one is nice, I say, pointing to a doll at random, hardly looking at the ad. Wow, thank you, I really appreciate that, he says. Hey, has anyone ever told you how pretty you are? 
You must go to the gym often. What gym do you go to? Taken aback by his abrupt stream of rehearsed-sounding pickup lines, I say thank you and force a laugh. I'm young, and so is my friend. Our experience, or our lack of, his strange approach keeps us frozen in place. His eyes bore only into mines and his grin, wider still and deeply disconcerting, never fades from his face. Hey, do you want to be friends? He says. I'd like very much to be friends with you. You know what friends do? He asks. They take pictures together. Let's take a picture together since we're friends. He holds up a red flip phone with the front cover held together by a rubber band. He activates the front-facing camera, and before I can say anything, he leans into me, face uncomfortably close, and snaps the picture. He looks at it briefly, smiles, and pockets his phone. There now. We're friends, he says. He says matter-of-factly and turns his gaze back to me appraisingly, stupidly, in a horrified daze. I nod. So where are you from? Where are you going after this? What do you like to do? He continues to ask. My friend puts her hand on my arm and I suddenly break from my stupor. We have to go, my dad's waiting, I say. My last but not final glimpse of him is with his head cocked to the side and that wide smile spread across his face. His eyes now flicker with something I can only recall as amusement. We turn our backs, and as soon as we get far enough away, we run. Fast forward to a year and a half later, I'm in my junior year of high school and on the early morning city bus heading to my first class of the day. The bus is packed and I squeeze my way to the back, reaching out a hand to grab the pole as the bus breaks sharply. I hear a whistle close to my ear. When I hear it again, I adjust my earbuds in my ears. Why isn't that person answering their phone? A hand closes right above mine on the pole. It is too close and our fingers brush, but the person holds their hand there almost intentionally. I move my hand and glance up and into the broad smile of the creepy man from the toy store. Cold chills shoot down my spine and I grip the pole even harder until my knuckles turn white. He tilts his head, still smiling his toothy grin and says, Hi, friend. The bus is so jam-packed that there's nowhere else for me to go, so I turn my body as far away from him as possible, hoping that playing dumb would work in my favor and he would go away. He leans closer and says, Hi, do you remember me? I shake my head no and lean as far away as I can in the tight space. He frowns and looks suddenly angry. No, I know you. We met before. We're friends, he says. I shake my head again, looking down, pretending to be engrossed in my music player. Maybe if he didn't get a full look at my face, he might think he had me confused with someone else. No, I have your picture, he declares, and reaches into his drawstring bag, pulling out his red flip phone, held together by frayed rubber bands. All the while, I'm thinking, if he sees me get off at the stop to my school... He'll know where I am every day and can find me easily. But if I get off at a random stop before my school, he could get off with me and I have nowhere else to go. He's still scrolling through his phone and I'm imagining all the other girls' pictures he might have on there when he asks, So, what school do you go to? 
I think about saying, mind your own business, but remember his angry frown from before and give him the name of another school. It doesn't really make sense because this bus only goes past one high school and not the one I told him, but he nods at this and says, hold on, I have your picture somewhere here. We're friends. The bus pulls up to my high school and there's nothing else I can do but to get off. While he's still preoccupied with his phone, I lose myself in the crowd and run all the way to school. I'm shivering when I get to my first period classroom and I can hear the blood rushing in my ears. I ask my boyfriend to take the bus with me every morning for the next few weeks and I change up my route going to and from, but I don't see him again until two years later, I am a sophomore in college. I'm taking the bus home alone after a late night out with my friends when I hear a weird whistle. Enough time has passed that I don't feel much alarm and exit the bus at my stop. It is completely dark out and I am one of two people who get off. Then from behind me I hear, hello there, do you remember me? I turn around and it's him again. It's hard to make out his features in the dark but I instantly remember the tone of his voice, recall the whistle, the tiled head, and the wide toothy smile. I see what looks like a backpack strapped to the front of his chest. No, I say and start walking faster, heart racing, wondering how fast I can run in these flip-flops. I hear him picking up speed behind me and I dare to glance back. I glimpse him starting to run at me, his hands in his backpack, digging around for something that I don't want to know. He is angry now, smile gone, and he shouts at me. So you want to be that way? I start running and I don't stop until I get home. That is uh, scary as fuck. I'm not going to lie. That would be terrifying to have this dude stalking you for that long. Well, I mean, it started what, when she was in grade school? Yeah. And then she's a sophomore in college. I mean, that was like four or five years where he just, she's just running into him every one or two years. I think the best thing that we can take away from this story is one, uh, the bus is creepy no matter where you live. And two, you can't trust a man with a flip phone. They're always going to be fucking creepy. <laughs> They're always going to be weird. Uh, I, uh, I resent that you remark. You can't trust him. Uh, you know, as soon as I read that, uh, I... <laughs> you knew the jokes were coming. Well, no, I, I thought the jokes were there. And, and I thought that I could truly relate to this gentleman. <laughs> well, I mean, how many, how many great girls turns are you out, around? Turns out that we're not the no. same. I have a flip phone, but uh, I do not. Uh, I, although I spend most of my time during the week on a school campus with grade school s- students. Mm, the connections are um, being made. How many drawstring backpacks do you have in your house right now? <laughs> Just one. Is this you? Are you the guy? <laughs> 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 Look, Jessica was a really nice girl, and I thought she was really cool. I thought we could have a future together. I had to wait for her to grow up, and I didn't want to lose track of her, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. I was just making sure she was all right. All I'm right? the good guy. Just walking around town. I waited until she yeah. was 18. I'm the good guy. <laughs> Look, I don't want to date her. We were friends. I had a new friend. You didn't hear it in the story. I said, hello, friend. I didn't say, hello, wife, my girlfriend, or whatever. Yeah, dude. I didn't make it creepy. She made it. She's creepy. the one that ran. To be fair, she ran. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I wasn't running. Well, I didn't know what she was running from. I was running with her. I wasn't chasing her. Dude, you know how long it takes to scroll through pictures on my <laughs> my flip phone, dude. Like, I, 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 I'm not able to run and do that at the same time. <laughs> Plus, you got to dig it out of the bag. And drawstring bags are notoriously you can't organize them. Right. 
And in my defense, I don't bother taking pictures with my flip phone because it's like six <laughs> pixels. Literally, okay? it's like you can just draw the picture so, better. Yeah, I have people that send me pictures and I'm like, don't even bother. I either can't see it because the phone can't compute the image that you've sent me <laughs> or because of the lack of pixels, I don't know what I'm looking at. Right. It could be a boo. That would be It nice. could be a mountain. Oh. I have no idea what's going on in a photo on my flip phone. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to skip number two because it's short and I want to read this long one. Uh, I added one while you were reading, so if we get to it, we get to it. If we don't, we don't. It's fine. But I wanted. That's how slow I read. You wrote another one. I didn't. I don't. I, you think I wrote all of these? I copy and paste these from Reddit. I don't write these. These aren't personal stories. <laughs> My life is terrifying. <laughs> I thought you were a teenage girl running from this weird guy from a flip phone. I thought that was about me because we've known each other for so we've long. We've been doing this show for three years, and I thought all these creepy Reddits were your life experiences. I was following. I was following Corey around Tempe with a flip phone for years. And I was wearing a wig, so that's the confusion here. <laughs> Oh, so you're not a girl. No, yeah. So that oh. night was, now it's weirder. Yeah, if you would have cleared that up right away, I wouldn't have been following you for so long. <laughs> Could have turned up like, Johnny, it's me. And you, oh, okay, yeah, sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude, I keep doing this. <laughs> I gotta stop following around short girls that I think are girls. Well, I mean, I'm judging by the photo on my flip phone. I can't tell if it's you or if it's a 13-year-old, you know, With a beard, girl. yeah, no, I get it. Well, yeah. I can see the confusion. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell. You wouldn't believe how many times I get mistaken for a 13-year-old. It's crazy. They're like, your parents let I you would. get all those tattoos? I would believe that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I didn't have facial hair or tattoos, maybe. No, I'd still believe yeah. it. You're very dainty looking. Kids are wild. I thought that Elsa was a lesbian at first. Well, I mean, thank you. I'm glad I'm pretty. I thought, I thought she was into chicks. <laughs> I'm just very, very, like, madly lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Does she not know? Have you not told her? No, she's... um. She's unaware. I tuck it. She called me one night and she was like, how the fuck did I get pregnant? I thought I had a girlfriend. No, I just... I was like, I don't I know. I just met some other dude and then he jerked off into my hand and I took it home. You carried it home? Yeah, same way that Andre... Andre <laughs> just cupped it. The same way that Andre Chikatilo got his wife pregnant. That's what I did. I just slapped it up there. <laughs> right on. Yeah, right no, on. okay. I like it. Yeah, so this, this next story is... Uh, it's a little long. It is the top post on... I think it's the No Sleep subreddit. So if you don't like my reading and you want to go read it yourself then you know you can uh, you can definitely do that i don't know if it's true i don't think it's true it, it's not true because it's like paranormal it's like it's a paranormal thing it's not true but let's get into it so <clears throat> let me do my best reading voice here his tinder profile said he was 45 but he looked to be in his early 30s at most looking for a sugar baby 700 dollars a week no sex it sounded too good to be true but as a broke university student i was willing to take take my chances I swiped right, and Tinder let me know it was a match. His message came seconds later. Hey there, sweetheart, smiley face. I cringed at that word. I hated it. But $700 was $700, so I sucked it up and replied. Hey, winky face. His name was Jack, and he told me he owned his own business, although he never specified what kind of business it was. We talked for a while before he asked me for my Venmo to send me the first payment. After a few minutes, I got the notification. I stared at the $700 for at least 20 minutes, expecting to wake up from a dream at any second, but it wasn't a dream. You still there? I clicked on the message. Yeah, sorry, if you don't mind me asking, what are you looking for in return? I started. I stared at the chat until he replied. I'm just looking for you to do a few favors for me, smiley face. That sounded like it was going to be sexual to me. Like what? For example, the first thing I need you to do is pick up a delivery for me. 
That sounded innocent enough, but it was I was still expecting there to be some kind of twist. $700 to pick up a package? Come on, even I wasn't that naive. From the post office or something? No, I'll send you the address, but I'd rather not do this through Tinder. You got Kick, or you can give me your number. Kick? Was this 2011? I decided to give him my number instead, and he texted me the address immediately, followed by the address to his house where I would have to drop off the package. I'm not home right now, but there's a key on the bottom of the blue flower pot near the door. Go inside and put the package on the coffee table in the living room. Make sure that you lock the door when you go inside the house and then lock it again when you leave. I grabbed my car keys and wallet and got into my car, putting the address into Google Maps. Got it. On my way. My phone buzzed as I backed out of the driveway. I'm serious. Lock the door both times, please. I thought that was a little excessive, but I promised him that I would. The house looked abandoned. It had a broken chain-link fence around it with a small door that was hanging on to dear life. It stuck out like a sore thumb surrounded by houses that were a lot nicer than this one in comparison. You here for jack shit? I looked up to see a man standing in the open doorway of the house. He took up almost the entire space, his head skimming the top of the door frame. He was huge in height and muscles, and his entire torso was covered in tattoos. Uh, yeah, I guess, I replied, not moving from my spot on the sidewalk. Stay right there he said. I did. I actually don't think I would have moved if he had asked me to. I looked around and realized that there was no one else on the street. I was a 21-year-old woman, alone, in the street. I gripped my car keys. A few minutes later, the man came back out carrying a cardboard box. It was the size of a shoebox, but stained and damp on some of the corners. <clears throat> Can you open your car? he asked. I opened the trunk, not wanting what was inside on my car seats, and he set it in. All right, there you go, he said. Thanks, I replied. I walked around to the driver's side of the car and opened the door. Oh, and one more thing, he said. I looked at him. Watch out, he said. I didn't reply. I blasted my music as I drove to Jack's house, hoping it would drown out my anxiety. It didn't. I parked my car in the stone driveway and stayed inside the car, admiring the house. It was a huge house with stone pillars on the front porch and the greenest grass I'd ever seen in my life. I turned the car off and got out, and grabbed the package and walked to the front door, getting the key from where he said it would be. I opened the door and stepped in, closing it behind me. I thought about what he had said about locking the door when I got inside. I thought that was a little overboard, but as I stared at the closed door, something made me reach out and lock it. I walked inside, my feet cushioned by the thick maroon carpet, and admired the inside of the house. All the furniture was wooden and looked incredibly expensive. I would probably finish school a dozen times with the money that it took to furnish this place. I set the package down on the coffee table, and as I walked back to the door, I heard a phone ringing from somewhere inside the house. I froze. In my pocket, my phone buzzed. I took it out to look. Don't answer any calls that aren't from Marvin. I put my phone back and followed the sound of the phone, poking my head into a few different rooms before I found it in an office. I walked over to the desk and looked at the caller ID. Incoming call from Jack. That was odd. I grabbed my phone to look at the message again started to get a little bit creeped out and decided I wouldn't answer just to be safe and left the house, remembering to lock the door as I left. I've done a few more favors for Jack since then. I drove a BMW to a random park in another city, only to get out and drive a different car back to Jack's house. He had me meet one of his, quote, employees at lunch who then gave me a briefcase to deliver to the first house I had gone to and told me, told me he would know if I looked inside. On several occasions, he asked me to drive down to the same house and stay with the guy his name was Julio for a certain amount of time. In total, I've made around $3,500. Most recently, Jack asked me to stay in his house overnight. I woke up to a text message from him. I need you to spend the night at my house. 
I hadn't seen him in person, but I had talked to him on the phone a few times. He proceeded to tell me he would pay me $1,000 to spend the night at his house, provided that I follow a few rules. I drove to his house that evening. The driveway was empty, and it normally was, but the porch light was on. I walked up, unlocked the door, and went inside, then locked it again. Everything in the house looked the same. Jack had told me over the phone that he would leave the list of rules on the dining room table. I set all my stuff down in the living room. My bags looked like garbage compared to the fancy furniture in there. I wandered into the kitchen and into the dining room. Sure enough, there was a piece of paper on the wooden table held down by an empty glass. Lock the door when you come in. Only answer calls from Marvin. Don't turn on any faucets between 9pm and 11pm. Don't open the door for anyone, no matter who they say they are, after 10pm. The door to the closet at the end of the hall is open. Sleep in the library. If closed, sleep in any of the bedrooms. The gardener comes at midnight. If he starts knocking on the windows, hide. Turn the TV on and let it play static through the night. Do not forget to do this. Help yourself to anything in the fridge. Smiley face. I'll pay you in the morning. Good night. I made sure to follow all the rules. To be honest, I was regretting my decision. But seeing as how I was already there and I was getting paid, I decided to stay in. I figured as long as I followed the rules, I'd be perfectly fine. Still, it felt a little odd. What was this, a haunted house? Nevertheless, I lounged around the house for a few hours as I was planning on going to sleep around 9, since that's the time that all the weird shit would begin to happen. At 8.50, I brushed my teeth using the faucet for the last time before 9. I checked the closet in the hallway, and upon seeing that it was open, I moved my stuff into the library and got ready to sleep on the couch. I locked the doors just in case and laid on the couch scrolling through my phone. I hadn't gotten any more messages from Jack, and I started to think up scenarios and, re and reasons as to why he had such a strict, peculiar set of rules in his house. I had dozed off at some point between, at some point because at exactly 10.16pm I was woken up by the doorbell ringing. I was about to get up to check, but then I remembered the rule. Don't open the door for anyone, no matter who they say they are, after 10pm. I stayed on the couch, trying not to move, paranoid that they would e hear even the slightest sound. It's the police! Open up! didn't move. Hello, it's the police. Open up or we're coming in. I still didn't move, but I could hear my heartbeat in my ears. There was silence for a while after that. Doorbell rang again. Hey, it's Jack. Let me in. It sounded like Jack, but still, I didn't get up. He would have a key, wouldn't he? Why would he need me to let him in? This continued for almost a full hour. Different people would ring the doorbell, announce themselves, and then disappear when I didn't respond. I was finally able to fall asleep, and the gardener never came. When I woke up the next morning, I heard someone in the kitchen. I got up slowly and unlocked the door as quietly as possible, taking my phone with me and walking across the living room and into the kitchen. I stopped at the entrance and peered in. It was Jack. He was standing in front of the stove, stirring something as the coffee machine brewed coffee on the counter behind him. Hey, good morning, he said when he saw me. Hi, I replied nervously. I hadn't seen him in person before, but he looked exactly like his pictures online. Scrambled eggs, he asked, motioning to the pan with a wooden spoon. Yeah, thanks, I replied, walking over to take the plate from him. I ate my breakfast and drank coffee in silence. So how was it, he asked. It was okay, nothing super freaky happened, I replied. Cool, he replied. There was an awkwardness in the room. I think I'm gonna go now, I have class. I trailed off. I didn't, but I really wanted to get out of there. Oh no, yeah, sure, I'll talk to you some other time, he replied. I grabbed my stuff, and he walked me to my car. I could see him standing in the driveway, staring at me as I left. When I got home... I unpacked all my stuff and noticed that I still had the list with me. I sat on my bed and read it again. I felt my body tense up as I realized that I had forgotten something. Turn the TV on and let it play on static through the night. Do not forget this. Turn the TV on and let it play on static throughout the night. 
Do not forget this. Do not forget this. I stared at the words. I stared at the words on the page until they lost meaning. Beside me, my phone buzzed, snapping me back to reality. It was a $1,000 payment. I looked at my phone and then back at the list. Maybe it wasn't an important step? As I was thinking this over, a text from Jack came in. I'm not in town right now. I should be back next week, so you're free from running any more errands for me until then. Just sent the payment. Go do something fun. I stared at the message and read it again and again and once more for good measure. I'm not in town right now. I thought back to this morning and how Jack was in his house, how he gave me breakfast. I'm not in town right now. Within minutes, a new, came, a new text came in this time from a number that I didn't recognize. Did you forget to do something, winky face? The text was followed by a picture of Jack, or whoever this version of Jack was, standing in front of the TV. I didn't respond. Next came another picture. This one was from outside my house. It was followed by another text. Watch out. Creepy, right? That's scary stuff, man. Yeah, that is pretty That's creepy. pretty creepy, man. <laughs> Who the fuck were you, ta- <laughs> Who the you talking? Who were you dude? hanging out with, man? <laughs> Money's money, but it wasn't fuck Jack. That. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that. This one hits close because you know next weekend is. I guess it would be this weekend is Labor Day weekend, and I'm I'm taking the Harley out to San Diego, and I'm getting a an Airbnb. Uh, and I have these thoughts because I've always had positive experiences with Airbnb, but you hear everybody else's negative experiences and how creepy they were. But just know if I am getting an Airbnb from your place, like I carry, like I will have. <laughs> Do not knock my on the pistol. door. Pretend to be the police. <laughs> yeah, you will be fucked up. So just just know you that, that if you ever get an Airbnb, yeah. Jack, Get out of if, here. if I ever rent an Airbnb from you, I am carrying, so don't fuck with me. Yeah, but you can't shoot um, a ghost. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited about the trip, but yeah, that th- that thought crosses anybody's mind. Airbnbs are who, creepy. Hotels are you know, creepy, man. I don't even like staying in hotels. They're scary. I well, because of Airbnb, Airbnb, I I would rather not. And I, this isn't a shout out to Airbnb because I've said Airbnb quite a few times already. But I I prefer like a cozier setting. And I've had nothing but great experiences with, you know, the times that I have Airbnb. But it's always at the back of my mind because I hear everybody else's horror stories. So, yeah, it's fucked up. Hold on. Well, let's get into the next one. Okay, so this next one is about a very lonely guy who uh, meets a new, we'll say friend. All right. First, a little backstory. My girlfriend had just dumped me, and naturally I was feeling rather upset. I rewatched both Legally Blonde movies and ate approximately two tubs of icing, but I was still down. One night, around 11, I heard my dog barking out the window. I came into the living room, and I looked out the window, only to see nothing. There was nothing outside, no cars, no animals, no people, but he seemed more distressed than usual. His fur was standing straight up, and his bark turned more into a whine. Then, completely unprompted, he started jumping and turning his head to look out the window at a more extreme angle. He was clearly following something, and after a few seconds of turning, he jumped and sprinted towards the back door. Mind you, our back door is made entirely out of glass, and he ran to it and started aggressively barking at it and jumping onto his hind legs. I 
I've never, I've had this dog for three years, and I knew that this is how he barks when the mailman or any other person he doesn't know walks by. I think I'm justified saying I was kind of unsettled by this, especially when he began running rapidly between the two windows. Dogs don't randomly start barking if there isn't something they feel threatened by. By this point, my mom had come out of her room to see what was going on, and we looked out the front window. After a few minutes of looking, we see the, mo the motion-activated lights go on. Now my first response is, fuck, there's someone trying to get into the house, so I start locking all the doors and windows while my mom checks the security cameras. Nothing. There's nobody at our house, no animals, no people, no intruders, or at least none that the cameras picked up. My mom and I, being spiritual people, immediately assumed it was a ghost. She is unsettled by this and starts to go to grab the holy water, but I tell her not to worry that it was probably a bat or something that flew above the cameras. I don't know much about ghosts, but at that point, my weird mix of sadness and sexual frustration had me wanting to let whatever was outside into our house. I always wanted a haunted house story, and I heard stories of people having sex with ghosts, so I figured I'd give that a try. I admit, I probably looked batshit crazy, yelling into the night something along the lines of, Come in, guys! It's warm in here! We won't kick you out! But long story short, I now had a ghost in my house. The first hint that whatever was outside had come inside was my dog. Immediately after the, that night, he had got fidgety and restless and began barking a lot more than usual. The second hint was my door. One night, I was resting. It was about 2 in the morning, and I had just finished work. I'm in bed trying to sleep when my door violently flings open. Mind you, all the windows in my room were closed, and a draft would not have gotten it to open with such intensity. The sound of my door hitting my wall was so loud that it woke up my dad, who promptly asked, What the fuck is going on down there? I didn't know how to answer him, I wasn't the one who opened the door. Next morning he asked me about it and I just told him that I must have been sleepwalking or something. This continued every single day for about two weeks. I knew enough was enough when the hinges on my door began to come apart, causing it to tilt and drag on my floor, scratching it. That pissed off my parents even more, and I too was getting annoyed by being woken up in the middle of every night. So I, like any sensible human being, decided to make the best out of a shitty situation. I was going to fuck the ghost. Firstly, I felt that it was rude to fuck somebody I did not know, so I gave the energy a name. Karen. I tried talking to Karen through my tarot cards, and then through my pendulum, and then through mirror scrying. Those conversations didn't really go anywhere, so I decided to do it the old-fashioned way. That night, like every night, I heard my door slam open. Immediately I took off all my clothes and removed my covers. Did I look crazy? Yes. Did I care? No, not really. For a little bit of context, I take sleeping pills regularly to help me fall asleep, and at this point they had just started kicking in. My words were slightly slurred, but I turned to the doorway, running my hands along my torso. I told whatever was standing there, Hey Karen, you wanna like, fuck? Because I'm dumb if you're down. The door just stayed open, so I continued. Aw, oh, come on Karen, must be lonely out there being spirit and all. Don't be scared, I won't hurt you. I watched the door intently, for the first time ever it began to creep and close. It continued and eventually shut. I was terrified, but also let down. If you think being by, being rejected by a human person is hard, imagine being rejected by a ghost. Uh, Karen never opened my door uh, again. Yeah, dude, I can't imagine being fucking rejected by a goddamn ghost. That is uh, unfortunate. I'm sure that did not make him feel any better. 
I like how the author was such a gentleman that he was like, uh, I want consent from the ghost. Yeah, but then he's like, the, he said, hey, Karen, want to like, fuck? <laughs> That's not. Yeah, like, like you started off as a gentleman, but he was like tired of waiting. He's like, all right. He's like on sleeping pills. So he's like, come on, Karen. It must be lonely <laughs> out there. Fucking let's get yeah. to fucking, you know? So, yeah. Hey, I've taken a couple Ambien. <laughs> I'm ready to fucking go. This boner is not going to last long, Karen. Let's fucking hop on this shit. Uh, not a good name, though, during these days to be named Karen, uh, ghost or no ghost. Uh, no, as soon as, it, yeah, as soon as I read that, I was like, hey, hey, I was like, Karen, Karen. Yeah, no wonder she didn't want to fuck. She was probably yeah. mad that your door was messed up. Yeah, for those of you listening and, and, and you were offended by that name, uh, it's probably because you're a Karen. Yeah, and if so. you're offended by that name, you can probably fuck off. Yeah, just don't even listen anymore. <laughs> yeah, you because we don't condone your behavior. Uh, you can't see us, but we're both covering our mouths when we talk because that helps, like, secrets. I'm not sure why, because it's like on the... <laughs> we're still doing it. It's like on the Robert Johnson one where we're whispering. It's kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've got to go back and listen to that because I still haven't listened Dude, to that Dude, it's so much. funny. That part's hilarious. Okay, so this All last right. one uh, is about this girl. I'm just, I think it's a girl. I don't know if it's a girl or a boy. Uh, but they thought they were talking to their brother at 3 a.m., and turns out it was an intruder. So oh, that's terrifying as fuck. That's almost as scary as the attic story we read uh, a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've actually got an attic story uh, to share. I'll share it after this, oh, uh, this little bit. Yeah. So to really understand the story or maybe how it happened, you need to know a few things. Uh, one, I live in Belgium. And at the time of the events, which was around 2018, I lived at home with my parents, siblings, which was an older brother and sister, and my sweet, sweet dog. Looking back now, maybe my dog is a bit too sweet. Also important to note that it is my family is all over the place. Everybody is always busy doing something. Everyone has a very different rhythm, and some days we live next to each other instead of with each other. So that is why, at the time, I didn't really know who was home and who was not. We do love each other, just so you know. So in 2018, on a school night, I woke up to some noises in my room. I was confused and looked at my phone. It was around 3 a.m. You know that feeling when you wake up very abruptly and don't know if you're dreaming or awake? That was kind of how I felt. There's a street light right at my window, so even though the curtains were closed, I could still make out some silhouettes and figures. As I had just woken up and wasn't really thinking, I thought the silhouette I saw in my room was my older brother. I was sleep drunk, as you may call it, uh, and started asking him what he was doing, but he didn't really react. I saw him walking towards my jewelry, and I asked him again what he was doing. Again, my brother did not respond. I was laying in bed, and I began to feel angry because I had school the next day and had to get up very early. As you do with irritating siblings, I started to curse him out. Jope, get the fuck out. I have school tomorrow, I said. Jope is the name of my brother, by the way. This time, he looked at me, but again, didn't say anything. He started to walk toward my handbag and started looking in it and taking things out. At this point, I was just angry at my brother and finally got out of bed. Mind you, the lights are still off. I walked towards him and asked him again, What the fuck are you doing? Get out. 
and I physically started pushing him slightly towards the door. Then he spoke. Where's the money? Where is the money? In like this very strange, almost fake accent. And seriously, I started laughing it off. I still thought it was my brother. Okay, I don't know if you're drunk or just being an asshole, but get out, I said. By this time, we were almost at the door. I was still pushing him out. He left, and I closed the door. Finally, I thought, as I went back to bed. But I started feeling unsettled. I got nervous and scared and started thinking it over. Didn't I smell cigarettes? Jop doesn't smoke. Why would he act so strange? So just to be sure, I texted my brother. Where are you? His answer made my heart sink to my knees. I just left the gym. Home in a minute, he texted back. I immediately called him and frantically explained there was just someone in my room. I started crying as I was panicking and asking him what to do. He said to call the police and stay in my room. As the gym was really close to our home, my brother came home like literally a minute or two later. I was still upstairs on the phone with the police while I heard my brother yell a whole lot of curse words and get out. At that point, I was, at, I was in the upstairs hallway because my sister woke up and was standing there too. My father fell asleep downstairs on the couch, so when he heard my brother scream, he immediately... My father fell asleep downstairs on the couch, so when he heard my brother scream, he immediately woke up and knew something was wrong. He went to the downstairs hallway and saw my brother chasing the intruder. At this point, they were already at the front door. My brother managed to take a backpack from the intruder, but sadly, he got away and fled. My brother did get a good look at him, though. So, the police came, and I was actually in shock. At this time, all this time... So, the police came, and I was actually in shock. All this time, my mother was asleep because she's on strong sleep meds. She woke up during the chase when my sister and I were standing in the hallway. I was crying, and she came up to us. I frantically told her what had happened, and she said, Ah, oh, little one, that was a very bad dream. That's one of the things we still laugh about today. While we were talking to the police, we had to describe we while we were talking to the police, we had to describe the person. I told them exactly what had happened and how he looked. Due to the street light, I could see the clothes he was wearing. He had a hood on, so I didn't see his face, and when I was close, he always turned his back toward me. So I'm telling the police lady about his black pants and green hoodie. Then she abruptly stopped me. Green? she asked. Your brother said light gray. That's the second time my heart dropped to my knees. There were two guys, not one. Both my brother and I were 100% sure about what we saw, so there had to have been two guys. They took a few iPads, phones, and wallets, but luckily my brother took the backpack, where there were a lot more valuable things that they didn't get away with. But the burglars were kind of stupid because we still had find my phone on our Apple devices, and they were still running. A day later, when we saw the location, my brother jumped in his car with my father while on the phone with the police. Really, my brother is a badass. Going to the gym at night, he's in the military, chasing intruders through the house. I wouldn't fuck with him. They waited for the police, and they went into the house where the location of our devices were, and found one guy. He was crying and covered in his own piss and puke. 
They arrested him and he confessed. He said he was high on drugs and it was the first time he ever did something like that. He was very panicky and crying the whole time. My brother recognized him as the intruder he chased. So that meant the guy who was in my room was still out there. The guy snitched on the other guy, but he was nowhere to be found. We all kind of got on with our lives, but I was really scarred. I slept with my lights on for more than a year, and every time I would be awake past 3 a.m., I couldn't go to sleep anymore. The intruder they catched, they catched. It's caught, yeah, oh she's, she's German, so she said at the beginning I was gonna be all fucked up. Okay. The intruder they caught went to jail for a year. He was a first-time offender and is now in a rehab program. He has sent us a letter or two with our consent, and we kind of feel bad for him. He was traumatized as well. But half a year ago, we heard that the second man was taken into custody. I was finally over it. I mean, it wasn't as bad as the beginning, but of course I still got scared sometimes. But now they finally caught the man that was in my room. What we found out was unsettling by the least. While the dude that pissed himself didn't have a record before this happened, the dude who was in my room was a very experienced criminal. He had multiple possession charges, theft, drunk driving, and worst of all, assault and attempted homicide. The man I talked to, cursed out, and pushed out of my room at 3am was dangerous, and I'm very happy to be alive. Yeah, I just I try to think of it from the robber, the burglar's perspective, and he's like, "This bitch is fucking crazy. What the fuck is happening? Why is she not scared of me?" I need, yeah, yeah, I need to go because she is not afraid of me. Yeah, like, I need to get out of here because she is fucking scared. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I robbed the wrong house. Clearly, this bitch is just like, dude, get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah man, that's yeah. that is that's a scary one. That's really terrifying. It's, uh, yeah, good, thank goodness for the brother, though. I mean, I'm glad he was, like, not scared, you know what I mean? Like, he was like, fuck this, this isn't happening to our house. Yeah, no, uh, luckily, he, she had an older brother, to uh, who, who was skilled in the physical genre of activity, yeah. Business. Well, too bad you didn't have an yeah. older brother at your house that time that your house got robbed. I know, man. You know, I I lived in, you know, downtown Phoenix in the fucking hood uh, for a little over a year. I was about a year. I had like a year lease and like right at the, as the year was up, I started having negative experiences. But, you know, honestly, I, I feel like it was my fault. And it's not one of those where it's like victim self-shaming or taking the blame for wrongdoing. I literally spent 12 months sleeping in my living room on the couch with my front door open with the TV on. You know, like, I, I would play the drums. Like, my neighbors, all the crackheads that lived around me knew what I had to offer. Right. I just didn't understand uh, or quite comprehend the situation that I was living in. I, I felt safe up until my door was kicked in three different times in a two-week period. Yeah, that's really terrible. So... But, you know, it, it really it didn't scar me like the stories that we read. I, I, I don't walk around checking my shoulder. Uh, I just I chalk it up to I lived in a rough neighborhood and just didn't realize it until, you know, the rough neighborhood let me know where I was living. Here's so. uh, here's something interesting, though. If you do live in a bad or semi-bad neighborhood and you get like a new TV or something cool, uh, never throw the box out at your trash can. Like maybe cut it up That's, and put it yeah, in the garbage. No, you're very right. Yeah, my dad always told me that. 
Yeah, I, you know, grow up in a cop house, that's, you know, my parents kind of told me the same thing. Like, you never advertise, like, Christmas, the day after Christmas, when people put their toy boxes Yeah, don't fucking do You're like, hey, look at all the cool shit yeah, I got. Everybody knows what you got. So, yeah. Even when I go down to the or, dumpster at the end of my street to throw my stuff away, I see a TV box. I'm like, oh, cool, somebody got a new TV. Like, it's just, you know, that's all you, that's the first thing you think about. You know, TV boxes, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I know what they got now. But this was a fun episode. I'm, I'm glad we did another creepy Reddit. I, I, I really love doing these. They're really fun. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed these stories. And I had a story to share before I read this one, but then I forgot it, and it's completely gone. Uh, next time. We'll get it next time, because we're already fucking yeah. an hour in. Almost an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate... I remember it. You got the story? Yeah, I do. You want to tell it, or you want to save it for next episode? I you know this is a creepy edit I'll do it now okay let's because I'll definitely forget it I'll put it at the beginning of before I did the outro okay cool well we'll just redo the outro because I'm not in it and this is about me right you're the most important part of the show uh, you know going on the was it third fourth story the 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 one you read uh, so I me and this girl that I'd been seeing uh, for quite some time we. Uh, ended up getting a cabin up in the northwest. It was is this recent? Uh, on, uh, it was probably three or four years ago. Oh, so actually. not recent. No, but it was uh, Mount Rainier. For those that live in the northwest, Mount Rainier, uh, beautiful, beautiful country up there in the in, in the Seattle Olympia area. Uh, so we got this cabin, and we so we flew in. We we flew from Dallas to Seattle. Picked up the rental car, and we were driving. It's like a two, three-hour drive from Seattle to where we were going, this cabin we were, we, we had rented for the week. And, uh, you know, it, we, we flew in, probably landed around 7 or 8 p.m. So we get the rental car. It's already 10, 11 o'clock when we're driving up the mountain. So we – it starts out, I'm driving up this mountain. She's kind of half asleep. She doesn't know what's going on. I'm watching it. So this guy has his his, his brights on us coming down the mountain as we're going up the mountain mm-hmm. and he's blinding us and I'm driving. So I, I, I hit my brights and I can kind of flash. Yeah. It. Let him know like, Hey bud, your fucking brights are on. Yeah. Like, you know, like chill out. So he flashes me a couple times. And then as we pass each other, I look behind me and he hits his brakes and he turns around. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> and he starts following us. Yikes. And he, he followed us for about five miles. It was the longest five miles that I've ever driven. And I'm just watching because he's, he's, he comes close and then he trails back. He's clearly he comes unstable. Close and then he trails I back. Mean... I don't know. So, you know, I'm watching. I'm like, you know, we're, we're going up to this cabin. I don't really know where we're driving yet. We found this place online. We're in the middle of, you know, the, the evergreens. The, there's just forest around us, right? So... He's following us, and, you know, I just, I, I can't take my eyes out of the rearview mirror, and I'm just watching the whole time. Well, best case scenario happens, and he soon turns off, but then he turns around. So he didn't turn onto a road. He just followed us for a while. That's so fucking and weird. He, yeah, so then he turns around, goes back down the mountain, out of sight, out of mind. So I go, we get to this cabin. Beautiful cabin. Up in the mountains. Uh, outside is a gazebo with a hot tub outside of it. There's still a little bit of snow on the ground. I mean, beautiful scenery. I loved this place. 
Well, we get in there first night. We're checking out the rooms. It's a two-bedroom cabin. Well, the master bedroom has uh, – we walk in. There's the master bedroom and then the spare bedroom. We walk into the master bedroom, and we didn't think anything of it. We just kind of noticed it and figured, oh, that's kind of odd. But on the wall, there is a like Victorian-style like infant dress just hanging on the wall. That's not fucking weird at all. Super creepy. Right. Well, it's hanging next to a staircase that goes up to what appears to be a, a, an attic, mm-hmm. but there's no attic in this cabin. There's just a small door. And, of course, I still don't know what's on the other side of that door because I refuse to open Why it. Why would you? Why would you want to open it? Who can, it doesn't matter what's on the other side. I don't know now. I don't need to know any time. Right. So we thought that that was creepy. So we decided, well, it's just the two of us. We are going to sleep in the spare bedroom in this cabin. Smart move. Spare bedroom's just as nice. So we just figured, no big deal. We'll sleep in there. There's no creepy stairs, no creepy Victorian dress hanging on the wall. Right. So we're sleeping in this room. <clears throat> well, before we go to bed, you know, we, we enjoyed the, the, the hot tub outside and, you know, we we're kind of enjoying each other's company. Well, we get out of the hot tub. We go back inside. We, we wanted to get cleaned up uh, and, you know, get ready for bed. She decides to take a shower while I'm kind of, you know, hanging out around the cabin uh, having a drink in the kitchen, just kind of ch- checking the place out. I love this place. It's very cozy, aside from the master bedroom, which we've already shut the door and we've just don't even think out about of it. mind. Don't even think about it. It's yeah, scary. we're not even thinking about the master bedroom. I'm not even going to worry about it. Right. So I'm sitting in the kitchen, and then she yells for me to come into the bathroom. So she comes in. She got out of the shower. Okay, she took a hot shower. It's late winter, so the temperatures change. A hot shower, it fogs up the entire bathroom right well she's she sounds frantic so i walk in i'm like what's the problem and she points at the window the bathroom window that goes outside and there's a handprint on the window mm-hmm. and i was like well you know anybody could have done that maybe they're you know maybe just someone did that just to be fun or it could have been left there and the steam you know right i mean it's the window right above the toilet no big deal it's just a wind it's just a handprint in the fog on the window well, then we look at the mirror, and when the mirror in the bathroom fogs up, you can see where someone used their finger to write, help us, we're upstairs. Oh, fucking vacation's <laughs> over, my dude. I Vacation God, is dude. finished. This is not real. Like, 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 this is not a joke. Like, you know, as, as true or false as these creepy Reddits may be, Vacation what I'm telling you right over. now really fucking happened. So we looked at each other, and although we did stay the rest of the weekend, did you open in the door? Cabin, n- fuck no! <laughs> Just let we those never, people I die. Don't, I don't know what is behind that small, <laughs> tiny door next to the Victorian baby dress. He's gonna let them die. I don't die. know. I could. I I I can't tell you what it is because I never looked. Oh, we dude. chalked it up. We. we, we well, we looked at each other before just chalking it up to the people that stayed here before had a fucked up sense of humor and wanted to have a little fun. At least that's what we convinced ourselves of. We we determined that we were never going to go into the master bedroom. But we we sat there and looked at each other, and we almost, I'm not even joking, we looked at each other and asked one another, should we drive two, two and a half hours back into Seattle and just get a hotel room? 
but I would have done that. There. It was a great experience, but it was a fucked up. Like it really, like I don't scare easy. What, what's and the place I'm called? the guy that like laughs at it. Okay, well we'll look it up off air. It's fine. We're we'll, we'll 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 look it up and we'll figure it out. We'll be back with you guys next week with uh, we got some cool Nazi stuff coming up. We got some cool. Uh, we just got some cool shit coming up, so be ready for that stuff, and we'll be back with a follow-up to Johnny's uh, terrifying <laughs> fucking story here. It was pretty fucked up. So thank you guys yeah, for tuning it's in. It's probably the only time I've been scared. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, go leave us a review on iTunes if you have the time. Leave us five stars or nothing. I don't want your fucking two star or your one star, guy. I'll never forgive you. Um, and uh, thank you guys for listening to the last episode. We actually got a lot of listens on that one. That was really fun. Talking about little fuckface crybaby, uh, Elliot Rogers. So if you haven't listened to that, go give that a listen. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. And we will catch you guys on the flippity flip. Later. Later.